It's your boy, Dr. Sean Thomas here, and welcome back to the Be More Today show. It's our third episode of the Be More Today show, and it's been two weeks since I saw you guys last time. So happy to be back with you, but so much has happened in the last two weeks. I mean, what is going on? This world right now is getting kind of crazy. Uh, so I wanted to do a show about March babies, and I have a special guest for you guys later on in the show, uh, who's also born in the month of March, the best month in the year, you already know about it, etc. But my uh, thought for you guys today, as always, is the thought about fear. And I know a lot of people are just getting really afraid about COVID-19. I mean, it's on every episode of every single station, whether you're watching SportsCenter or, you know, CNN or CBS, it's on every single channel. And um, it's something that we're very, very afraid of because no one knows what's happening. Every single day is a different day and every day is new information. And we're trying to figure out how to do certain things and how to adapt. And some people are home and some people are not. And it's just a lot. Um, But my quote for you guys today is actually from uh, Viktor Frankl, and he says, between stimulus and response, there is a space, and in that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. And I think a lot of the things that come where um, we're just afraid of certain things is that, yes, the stimulus is here, this thing is happening, we don't know about it, we don't know know, where it came from, even how it's going to end up, but our response to it needs to just be a little more focus on coming together and less being competitive and less fear and more responsive just making sure we know the facts and cherish every single day and make the most of every single day i mean there are people who are literally going outside and saying certain things and spreading certain things that are true and not true when it comes to this thing you know it's really about taking care of yourself you know hand washing etc and doing what you have to do to stay strong and stay healthy but at the same time not living in fear um, we, we spread a lot of rumors between each other. We spread a lot of lies between each other. And it really comes down to us making sure that, you know, making sure we have the right information and making sure that we protect ourselves and stay healthy. And, you know, every day, just making sure that we can do the best thing that we can as we go through this thing together. It's basically a worldwide thing. And as we go through it together every single day, making sure that we can just come together. Um, there are people who are being uh, affected by this and on all realms, whether it's uh, economically, uh, Our students who are home from different levels of high school and college and grade school and grad school is every single um, level of that and people who are home from work and it's really affecting us in many, many ways. But, you know, the way that we've been resilient as Americans, as people of color, as people who are internationally bound, wherever else, we've done this thing for centuries. We as a people, um, as humans, have come together and gotten through so many things. So uh, I trust that we can get to this as well. And um, I didn't want this to be a show about COVID-19 because it's literally every single place that you go to, uh, but it's inevitable that we're going to talk about it just for a hot second. Um, but again, my thing is about checking out the stimulus, recognizing that there is a stimulus that's here, and our response to it every single day is going to be something that we have to just make sure we have in check. So it means that you got to be a little more diligent with your health. You know, go out there. You can run. You can go outside and run. There's nothing wrong with that. People do it, are doing it all the single time, and, and it's good for us to do. It's a good thing for us to kind of get into. Uh, make sure we stay healthy. Uh, there are a thousand things you can do workout-wise in your house or in your apartment if you are home. And for those uh, moms and dads who are home with their kids, I do feel for you. Uh, but like I said, making a schedule does help. Um, anything that kind of schedules your life to kind of make sure you can balance both things together uh, will make a big difference. And I hopefully, I hopefully pray that we get through this thing together um, as a people, as a human race. I know we can do it. So 
that's my thought for you guys today. I hope you receive that and enjoy that. And um, I'm super excited about the show today. I, I'm bringing on some heavy hitters. Uh, I know it's my third episode, but I got a lot of friends. I recognize I have a lot of people that I know who've done a lot of cool things. And again, the purpose of the show is to highlight ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And uh, the person I'm bringing on today is Monica Herrera uh, Damashek. She is a friend of mine. She is uh, uh, a longtime friend of mine. I'll get more into our, our story a little later, but let me treat you guys her bio so you know exactly who we're talking to today. Uh, she is the U.S. Latin music lead at Spotify, the world's largest music streaming supervision company. In this role, she oversees partnerships and drives marketing campaigns with Latin music artists, labels, and distributors in the U.S. She has worked at Spotify for nearly six years and previously held the role of Global Director of Strategic Managing. Prior to joining Spotify, Monica spent years, eight years in journalism with expertise across con uh, content formats and music genres, always finding ways to connect Latin culture to her work. At Rolling Stone, she led the website newsroom team and helped launch the magazine's first Latin music package featuring bilingual content. As new editor at Billboard, she interviewed hundreds of artists on and off camera, wrote business and general features for the magazine, and edited single reviews. She has also held editorial roles at Latina Magazine and MySpace and began her career as a publicist at Susan Blonde, Inc. Originally from New Jersey with Cuban and Costa Rican roots, Monica lives in Brooklyn with her family and is passionate about raising her son bilingual. My people, my Be More Say family, if you're in the car, if you're at your job, if you're at home, I want to welcome you and introduce you to my friend, Monica Herrera Damashek. Monica, what is going on? Hello. Wow, what an intro. What an honor. Thank you. <laughs> How are you doing? You know, hanging in there. Um, it's, it's Aries season, so I'm yes. forget about our birthday season. I know. Oh my gosh. So we used to, literally, folks, we used to do these huge uh, Aries parties. Like, we have a huge thing. Getting, uh, you know, dance parties, what have you. Massive, massive, massive. All kinds of people. And, you know, as we slowly kind of got older and, you know, had kids, we kind of drifted away from that. But, you know, the Aries is still in us. We still celebrate the, the best month of the year in style. So, we come together for kids' birthdays now. Yes, now we do. That's that's our celebratory uh, meeting now. We come together for kids' birthdays. So, but I'm glad you're on the show. Thanks for making time for us today. And um, tell us a little more about you know what you're doing. Well, first of all, how are you? Are you are you working from home now? Which what's your deal with with the current situation of COVID nineteen? Yeah, so I've been working from home since last week, um, and globally. Everyone at Spotify has been working from home since then. Um, right now it's until April, but I think we're taking it obviously, you know, bit by bit as we learn more about everything that's happening. But, you know, I think it's been, it's been interesting. It's been nice to spend more time with my family, um, you know, and really just kind of settle in. I think obviously it's been challenging at work, you know, to, to interact just virtually, but we're finding creative ways to do that. I, you know, there's all kinds of thinking around how we can plan social activities through Hangout and podcast clubs and book clubs and just finding ways to connect um, that are different. And I think actually a lot of fun creativity is, is coming out of it in a way, which is the silver lining. But, you know, no doubt it's, it's unsettling times and, and, you know, we just got to take it day by day. Right. So what are you doing exactly at Spotify right now? What's your main role? 
So I really lead um, the partnerships for all Latin um, artists, labels, distributors, indies, what have you in the U.S. So anything that's Latin music related in the U.S., you know, I really manage those those day-to-day relationships, talking to artists, helping them understand, you know, what what is Spotify? How can they reach their fans through the platform? What role does it play in their career, kind of from beginning to end? And really just kind of educating around that, making sure artists feel empowered to use streaming as a way to grow their their fan base and their careers. And then also the marketing components. So if there are releases coming, whether it's a, a single or a big album, trying to help them understand what promotional opportunities there are with Spotify and, and in some cases doing pretty big campaigns for for those albums. That's awesome. So I don't even know how you got into this role. Like what what does one do <laughs> to get to be doing what you're doing? Like how did you even get this this job or even this path, this career path? How did you start this? It's not a straight line and that's what I always like to say. And but I I really feel like I ended up in in the perfect place. Um, and so like kind of a lot of my learnings throughout my career have been have been related to that. But I've I've always wanted to work in entertainment. Um, and, you know, I, I went back and forth between music and film for a while. I, I grew up writing album reviews for my high school paper. And then I majored in film in college and I was always kind of a cinephile. Um, and then when I when I got out of college, you know, I, I took some time to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. I, I danced a little bit, which is obviously how we met um, in college through through a dance company. Um, and so I did that for some time, but really ultimately ended up leaning towards music journalism um, because I had written so much in the past and it came really naturally to me. So after my, my stint in publicity, I sort of flipped the coin and, and moved into music journalism and I started writing and really just kind of building my, my network and talking to all kinds of artists and labels. And, you know, I think working at Billboard being a trade publication, you know, I really got to see the business side of music too. And so that kind of turned on a switch um, for me. And then, you know, the offer to work at Rolling Stone came and that was just such a dream job of mine um, that I had to jump at that. And, you know, there was just really from the ground up a training on writing and and editing from the like the absolute masters um in the game and so that was a huge learning experience for me um but really ultimately i I came to spotify because i first of all i was just such a super fan already at the time Uh, it was 2014 and i had been using it um you know 24 7 and my brother actually worked there as well and and you know so I, i knew a little bit about the kind of the inner workings of the platform from that um, and really wanted to take kind of my content experience and apply that more to, to sort of a marketing company, to a tech company and really kind of find the intersection between all those things. And so I spent, you know, a few years in a, in a very strictly marketing role at Spotify um, doing kind of our narrative for brands and advertisers and then as soon as I got the chance to kind of pivot back into the music team, mm-hmm. um, I jumped at that. And I've been there for three years now. Um, you know, I really wanted to work in Latin. That was something that was super important to me. I was kind of on the verge of having my, my first child and 
it was important to me to kind of start to connect my identity and my personal passions more with my um, professional work yeah. and really kind of have those two things be as married as they could be. Um, and so I haven't really looked back and that's, that's why I feel like, you know, any opportunity that came my way, even if, you know, it might not have seemed linear at the time, it felt right to me and I, I jumped at it. And I do believe that all those things have kind of led me to where I am now, which does feel like the, the perfect role for me. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. So you're basically saying your entire journey from where you were to where you are now, you know, you didn't exactly plan it that way, but it was something that took time. You had no real direction for it, but you knew you wanted to go somewhere. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I knew I wanted to write. I knew I wanted to pursue music in some way. You know, I knew I wanted to to reach an audience, you know, with with kind of a broader mission. And and you just kind of follow those really kind of macro, like high level yeah. I think, passions. And that should kind of guide you. Yeah. Um, and I know that's not the case for everybody. But for me, that's that's what worked. And I, that's what I tell people who don't necessarily know exactly what they want to do. Yeah, no, that's good advice. Um, so I know, you know, you have Cuban and Costa Rican uh, descent, clearly. And you're, you're doing that in your job in terms of, you know, branching out and, and broadening the U.S. Latin spectrum. But what do you think is your biggest challenge? What has been your biggest challenge as a female, um, you know, a, a female and a minority in, in this music industry? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it is a hugely male-dominated industry, um, Latin music especially. Um, you know, I think especially behind the scenes and executive leadership and mm-hmm. in the studio, um, hugely underrepresented. But, you know, I think for me, um, starting out, it was all about, you know, really not letting that hinder um, hinder my confidence um, or not kind of interpreting that to be a limitation, um, but really believing that I belonged in any room that I was in, um, kind of coming to the table with confidence, whether it's in a, a listening session in the studio or a meeting in the office, um, really trying to make sure that I came with a point of view. And, you know, sometimes that takes planning in advance to make sure that you, that you have that perspective and that you don't, get that skepticism in the moment because sometimes those those things do happen being a female especially a female of color right um and i think you know with with music especially it's such a people-based industry um and the network can get very it's very insular um it's open if if you you know can find your way but it still is really you know a very insular community mm-hmm. um so really just kind of reaching out to people bit by bit, not being afraid of doing that. And, and you know, also just sharing my passion um, and really being as as real with people as as I can be. Um, I think that the, the best and most successful people in the industry um, are genuinely good people and are doing this to connect artists with fans and to bring great music to the world. Yeah. Um, and they stick with those intentions. And so I've always tried to kind of adhere to that myself. And I feel like you earn respect that way. Yeah. Um, and that's just like the great benefit of it. And then once you reach that, that place where you've earned that respect, there's a lot of women who have come, you know, this far as well. And we become a network of, 
you know, women that can kind of support each other in the industry and also help to bring other women up, which is really, you know, the most rewarding part of the, of the business for me right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I know you, you know, you're, you're kind of at the top of your game right now, but I know that there's something that you probably had an issue with, or you had a failure with, or some kind of a hard time or a trial during this, this journey to get where you are. What's one of the biggest failures or obstacles you think you've seen as you've transgressed or trans, uh, you moved in this process from, you know, in being in college to where you are now at, at Spotify? What is probably the biggest challenge you ever faced? Yeah, that's tough. Um, I think, you know, on, on a personal level, um, you know, I do have um, like some chronic pain issues. I have TMJ disorder and, and migraines that are associated with that. Um, and that's something that I was diagnosed with about 12 years ago now. Um, and in that process of being diagnosed, it was pretty you know, unclear as to what that was. And, you know, you have to kind of run the gamut of specialists and tests to kind of figure it out. Right. Um, and, and luckily, it, you know, ended up being more mus- muscular and skeletal than neurological. Um, but it is something that, you know, sort of took me out for a period of time. I had to take a leave of absence from work while I sorted through what exactly those issues were. Um, and it's something that I've learned to manage over time. Um, and now, you know, I'm, I'm happy to say that I am managing it well. Um, but certainly at a point it, it has felt like, you know, am I really cut out for this business because it is so fast paced and challenging and, you know, at times cutthroat and, and people go out all the time. They're, they're at work and then they go to shows and, right. you know, it's a 24 seven business and it, it did feel at times like, you know, should I pivot to something else that's maybe a little bit more wellness based or more balanced or even part time? Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't want to let those, you know, beliefs become truths until I really figured out if I could tackle this thing and and manage it in a way where I could still pursue my passions. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm I'm happy to say that I'm doing that now. You know, sometimes there are like little flare ups and setbacks and. I think that that's probably been the biggest, the biggest hurdle for me um, is just kind of making sure that I can navigate that while kind of living up to the demands of the role and also, you know, obviously motherhood, which has become a part of my life as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. So you have a son. I do. Nico. Uh, yeah, hello, Nico. How old is Nico now? Two years and four months. Two years and four months. You know, it's a month. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> so what do you, what, what's the, what's the lifestyle like? You balancing, you just said, you know, your job is very hectic in terms of, you know, your, your regular job. And then the, the afterlife or the after party is, 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 it's a whole nother thing. So how do you balance being a mother uh, and a wife and having this career? Yeah. No after parties anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I do have a team, luckily, so I, I get some help with that now. Um, but I do have to travel quite a bit. Um, you know, and again, as we were talking about COVID before, it's kind of this silver lining that I can stay home at the moment um, and spend more time at home. But usually I'm traveling about a third of the time. Yeah. Um, and that's super challenging. I think the key is, you know, help. Um, it definitely takes a village, um, you know, 
parents, grandparents, friends, husbands, um, shout out to everybody <laughs> that contributes <laughs> to, um, yeah, you balance. know, that balance, um, because it's, it's definitely not possible, yeah. uh, without that. And anyone who says it is, 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 you know, uh, not being totally forthcoming. Um, yeah. but I think that's, that's part of it is just not being afraid to ask for help, um, or to plan, plan out your help. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely learned over time that it's taking care of myself. Um, because if I don't start there, I'm not going to get very far. And that's, you know, where kind of learning how to manage the, the TMJ has also come into that. Um, it's super basic. Like I need to get sleep. I need to exercise. I need to eat well, and I need to try to be present. Um, and you know, scheduling, like you said, it's, these are small things, but when you are balancing family and work, it becomes so, so crucial to just try to map everything out and make sure that you're really carving out that time because if you don't, it's, it's really easy to, to let it slip. Got it. Got it. So March is actually uh, women's month uh, across the globe. And I was just curious, you know, as a woman who is working uh, and, and a mother, um, what's the most challenging thing for you now being a mom? You have a two-year-old. So what's the most challenging thing being a mom and the most rewarding thing about being a mom? Oh, man. Um, I think, well, I'll start with the most rewarding thing. Um, I learned so much from my son all the time. Um, you know, it's just like what pure unadulterated joy is like, just remembering that, mm-hmm. um, really kind of every minute of every day. Cause I, he's at this prime age where there's still so much that's new to him and he really is really engaged and interactive. So I just, I love seeing him dance and smile and experience things for the first time and kind of, um, remind myself of, of how to find that too. And then just kind of, you know, the basics like patience and resilience, um, which, you know, I try to find those lessons um, from him and from the time that we're spending together, because obviously it's, it's hard sometimes, even though it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the challenging thing is, you know, you can't control everything. Um, And being the the type A that I am at work, that's definitely been kind of an evolving lesson for me. And especially as a working mom, you know, I have to rely on everyone around me and kind of this collective that's, that's helping our family um, in making sure that everything is going well. And, you know, sometimes it's like, I would love for the toys to be lined up in a certain way or that he ate in a certain way, or, you know, even just what I want to, take him to a music class and he may not want to go at that time. And, and that's okay. You know, like he's, you got to kind of think bigger picture and realize that you can't always control everything. And that's yeah. definitely, I think a, a big wake up when you, when you mm-hmm. join parenthood, it's, mm-hmm. you know, he's his own person. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. 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 I call it trial by fire, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It's just like every day is different. So Every day is different. <laughs> Every day is different. You just roll with the punches. And, you know, at, at least at my job, it's the same thing. You know, you come in, you're tired. Yeah, no one cares. You, you got to just get yourself done. Yeah. You got to go to work. You know, no one cares what kind of night you had. It's, you know, not to fight back to usual. And then when you get back home, I will say the biggest thing for me, you know, going back home and seeing my daughter is just like, no matter what's happening in the world, it just makes everything a little better. You know, and I'm sure yeah. you have the same thing for Nico when you see him at night. It's like, oh, God. 
you know, life is good, you know. Yeah. Go with the world. Everything's okay. Yeah. yeah. It's super cool. <laughs> super cool. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back more with Monica Herrera-Damchek after this. Welcome back, folks. Yes, we're on episode three of the Be More Today show. Our host is still me, yet yeah, Dr. Sean Thomas. I'm still here, folks. Still rocking now. And our guest for today is Monica Herrera Damashek. She is the U.S. Latin music lead at Spotify, and she's a great friend of mine. Uh, now, Monica, people probably don't know this, but uh, you and I were in a dance group together called Fusion Dance Company. Uh, I, I, I acclaim our dance company as one of the baddest dance companies uh, in New England, if not in the world. Definitely in New England. <laughs> Definitely in New England. Um, it, it's an amazing dance company that still exists at Brown University. Uh, it was founded in 1983. Uh, it was, at the time that we were in it, it was a combination of all kinds of stuff, from African and modern to hip-hop and jazz and tap. And uh, it was just like the United Nations, every single show. Uh, we had literally people from every walk of life in our company and we learn from each other um, in various dance styles and in life skills, just like learning about each other and, you know, getting over our uh, preconceived notions of each other. And, you know, anything that we had thought about someone that was clearly wrong, we kind of found that out in fusion and we learned so much from each other. And, you know, we were 18, 19, 20, 21, but we learned so much about each other in terms of dance and in terms of life and, uh, I don't know about you, but for me, it was just a really, really fun time, exciting time to come together. You have a real dance background. I, I kind of started later, and I'll talk to you about that in a minute. But, um, <laughs> you know, we were co-directors for about two years, uh, yeah. and we rocked out. You guys need to know Monica is an amazing tapper. Um, she actually I still have my tap shoes. She rocks out. So are you, are you still dancing at all? What's your deal? I know you're doing a, a million things, but. I don't. Um, I occasionally take classes through YouTube okay. <laughs> um, at home, but I did make it a goal of mine to step out and take classes again this year. I'm hoping yeah. that I can do it soon, um, but I would love to, you know, Mark Morris and in Brooklyn is a place yeah. that I've been looking at for a while and it's pretty yeah. close. So I, I would love to dance again. I think it would really bring a lot of joy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so speaking about goals. So again, I wrote this book called Be More Today, a 40 day guide to a better version of you. And the whole premise of the book is looking at things you want to start doing, stop doing and three goals or a goal you want to have for your life. Um, so the Be More Today phrase is something that I ask every single person on the show, what it means to them. And for you, Monica, I just want to know, just plain Jane, what does the phrase, if you heard it, Be More Today mean to you? Hmm. I think Be More Today, to me, at the base level means like no limits, approaching the day without limits, um, you know, and, and not letting, again, like you're preconceived ideas about limits become your truth. Um, and I think that for me, when I think about it more deeply, um, because I'm the type of person whose work-life balance can tip very heavily towards work sometimes, it definitely means for me as well, showing up in all aspects of my life. So recently I've been thinking a lot about this phrase as I was reading your book and I think that being more today for me also means being more present, being more balanced, being for being more mindful. Um, because in order to be more, I think those things are are crucial. 
So it's, it's part of that. It's kind of like breaking through those, those limits, but it's also making sure that you're coming back to yourself and being present. Yeah. At the end of the day. Awesome. Yeah. I'm all about it. And thank you so much for reading the book. I really appreciate it. Um, so you may mention one thing you want to start doing, which is to take these, these classes, right? You're going to try to start taking classes for sure. Yes. Okay, that's so my goal. I'll let that be your start. Uh, what's the one thing you want to stop doing this year? This is so silly, but, <laughs> but um, I don't, I don't cook enough, I think. And I, I, I think it's part of the, the family ritual that I'd like to cultivate at home. So part of what I'd like to stop doing is, you know, just ordering in all the time. And I definitely want to, now I'm thinking about it a little bit differently because I want to support more local business during yeah. this time. Yeah. But I think I also want to really try to think about my health more and, and about kind of rituals that I can cultivate at home during this time. So I'd like to stop ordering as much mm-hmm. um and and you know really start practicing more more healthy eating habits at home yeah that's a good one i like that uh so that's your start and that's your stop again i call these my steps to greatness uh so you have two of those down already i need one goal you have for 2020 my goal is to kind of embrace more mentorship um I've, I've sort of been leaning into this word mentorship quite a bit because I value so much everyone that's mentored me um, as I've come up and continue to mentor me. And, you know, I, I definitely, I have, you know, a lot of women that reach out to me and, you know, even just people from, from LinkedIn who can reach out every now and then ask for coffee and stuff. And, and I do that on occasion, but I really, I've, I've seen other women kind of make it a part of their regular practice to have maybe like a monthly or weekly chat, even with young women. And that's, that's my one goal for this year is to kind of be more deliberate in my mentorship of, of other women. Love it. I love the giving back. Yep. We got to all do it. Um, every time someone mentioned that, I always think about Kobe Bryant, you know, and I think about even like, um, you know, our society is so funny sometimes because even LeBron James, you know, during, well, when basketball was actually being played and for those of you who are at home not watching basketball anymore, I'm with you as well. You, I, mm-hmm. I but, um, you know, LeBron James got a lot of flack because he was, or he, well, he is, was mentoring a lot of these younger players. And a lot of the older players gave him flack because he was reaching out to them and, and mentoring them. And I guess they didn't do that back in the day with these guys, but you know, competition is one thing, but, you know, we all want to be better. We all want to get to a different place and we should be helping people to kind of get to where we, we are. I mean, it's, it's, it's a disservice really for not sharing what we've learned with the next generation, because if we don't do that, then what's, what's the point of what we're doing now? Um, so I think you're right on track. Um, yeah, you. Right on track. yeah you, I, you said in your last episode, community over competition, and I 100% believe in that. It's yeah. So yeah, I think if we all did that, and even, like you said, supporting local businesses, I mean, especially during this time where literally, and I, mean, I know your family's also in the restaurant business, um, so I know during this time when, you know, restaurants are closing, businesses are closing, uh, yeah, we really have to support our own and our, our communities and build everybody up. Um, yeah. We have to get back to doing that kind of stuff, so well played, madam, well played. <laughs> all right, quick fire questions now. Um Okay. What's one thing that you want to get off of your bucket list? Oh man. Um, well, I really want to take my son to Costa Rica. Wow. Uh, 
yes super important to me in the short term um i just think you know I, it's so close to me my father's from there and i got married there and yeah you uh, did you just want <laughs> you were there that was um, awesome wedding. <laughs> um i really really just think that would be such an amazing experience for him um and then long term you know i thought about this i i never have like a super specific answer on this but i want to do something that's just for me Mm. um you know i think a lot of my achievements have been through the course of my career working for various places and i have this itch that i need to scratch that's still to produce some type of creative work whether it's a book or a a short film um, or even just creating a community um, that's a little more structured. I want to produce some type of creative work independently and give, give that kind of um, to the world. So I'm still thinking about what exactly that is and how to create space for it in my life. But that's definitely my, my big bucket list. Yeah, no, that sounds good. I have more today, if you yes. will. <laughs> let's go, let's go. Look, if I can write a book, anybody can write a book. Anybody I know this. So let's, let's do it, let's do it. Um, what advice would you give to your 18-year-old self? If you were the Monica that I met at Brown University, uh, what would you give yourself advice-wise if you were giving advice to your 18-year-old self? Yeah, I would tell my 18-year-old self to trust her gut. Mm. That's all. It does not lead you astray. Yeah. And if it doesn't feel clear, if if it feels right, go for it. If it doesn't feel right, don't go for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Don't say yes just to say yes. I, um, I think that I, I definitely uh, would have liked to hear that at the time. <laughs> The voice in my head didn't always tell me that. <laughs> I can go back in time. Woo, uh, yes. Yeah. No, but I think, you know, every sometimes kids take longer to get to that point where they're really that, like, grounded in themselves. And I was just the type of person who was, like, pretty sheltered growing up. And so getting to college, it was, like, this big experience for me that was very destabilizing mm-hmm. um, in, in some ways. And it, it did take me a while to get to that place of feeling like, okay, this is who I am and, and what I want to do and what I want to pursue. So, yeah. 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 Uh, how'd you get into dance? Cause I met you and you were dancing already clearly. So when I did was, dance start? Since I was six, I've been dancing. I begged my parents. Um, I would walk by this dance school on that Academy of dance arts, a very Cuban <laughs> dance school in the middle of West New York, New Jersey. Um, we would, it was a couple blocks from my house and I would walk by every day and I would, beg them to sign me up for classes just when I was six years old and this this is what they tell me and they finally gave in and um you know I just I dove in right away I did ballet tap flamenco jazz um li- literally everything that they had available yeah um, and then I then you know ended up doing more when I got into college and was doing fusion with you pew, pew. Fusion. <laughs> um but it was yeah love at first sight for me yeah. okay yeah no, I still I, I play singing in the rain for my son that was like one of my first favorite oh. movies growing up and just that was mine too actually really yeah. I didn't know that about you <laughs> yeah I, I've never told anybody that but I, <laughs> <laughs> we had it on the VHS and I used to watch it that and guys and dolls 
Um, oh, me too. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that kind of sparked it for me. Look at that. Nice. We learned something new about each other after <laughs> all these years. Yeah, that's tight. That's yeah. tight. All right. Three more questions. I need your favorite male and favorite female Latin artist. Oh, my gosh. I know. This is very really hard to ask the U.S. Latin lead of Spotify to pick one male and one female artist. Very tough. I'm get you in trouble at your job. <laughs> Um, well, I, I have to say, um, I think Jay Balvin is just like an incredible ambassador for Latin music globally. Um, and I really mean that. I think he's, he's just been one of the, the big sort of players, obviously in, in the game for a few years now. And he's also just an incredibly generous person. Um, you know, I think he's, he's unafraid to explore new sounds and, Mm -hmm new collaborators from all all parts of the world um his new album has african artist mr easy um just as like one example of how he does that he just finds these artists and and finds ways to collaborate with them um and and he's just a great a great person um female is so hard Ah. i love them all (laughs) (laughs) All you give me give me you can give me three give me three names you like then three oh god okay um well, I, I absolutely love um, Carol G. Um, I think she's, she's just an incredible, um, you know, relatively newer talent, but she, she's really uh, sharp, real, honest, and she brings a fresh perspective to, to reggaeton, which is so dominated by, by males mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that I think is, is super needed. Um, I have to shout out J-Lo because she is iconic <laughs> um, and she's yeah. just, you know, she was a huge inspiration to me uh, growing up and is just such a, you know, hard worker, um, you know, I think really dedicated to her craft um, and a triple threat, which I always appreciate. Yeah. Um, and the third one is so tough, but I... I really like this um, Argentinian trap artist, Casu. Mm. Um, she, I have like this sort of goth, like very <laughs> deep side to me um, that I always gravitate towards, just sort of like that, that really um, kind of like darker sensibility in the music and a little bit more introspective. And she, that's her through and through. Um, yeah. She's super creative. She designs all of her own visuals and, I really respect that a lot as well, just kind of how independent and, and creative she is and how kind of like singular her vision is. So, yeah. and I think the Argentinian trap scene is really exciting. Um, it's just super creative and, and you know, definitely if you are not familiar, I I'm not, I gotta check that out, yeah. We have many uh, trap playlists on Spotify. Trappers is the main Argentinian trap playlist. And then we have Trapland as well, which is oh. kind of a mix of all Latin trap. So, yeah. Yeah. I got to check that out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am not privy to this. I need to get on Spotify and see what's going on with Argentinian <laughs> trap. Yes, I'm on it. <laughs> I got to do that for sure. Awesome. Monica, last question. Any advice that you want to give to our listeners who are following um your path now to get into the footsteps of music industry, Spotify, uh, Billboard, and you've been part of so many great things. What's your, any like bit of advice you would give somebody who wants to follow in your footsteps or be where you are, or you know even going p- past where you are? Um, anything you want to give them advice-wise at this time? Yeah, um, I think 
you know, like me, I would say don't follow the rules. <laughs> um, there's no, don't be afraid to break rules. Uh, there's no clear path. You know, it, it's a people business first and foremost. So things may, you know, you might want to get things to look good on, on paper, but at the end of the day, it is about who you know and, and, and who you connect with and vibe with. And, and those will be your people um, for a long time in the industry. And then also just kind of cultivate your, your passion um, and don't be afraid, I think, to specialize. I think that was something that I, you know, always shied away from at first because I wanted to kind of be a, a Jack or a Jane of all trades. Um, and I was, you know, that was totally fine in the moment, but I've, I've really enjoyed the process of cultivating one passion and one space being Latin music and like getting into that. And I think that um, that can really be a big strength uh, in this, you know, in this era of the industry, just kind of cultivating that, that specialty and that passion that you have. Awesome. Awesome. Monica Herrera, Damashek, thank you so much for taking this time to be with us. Uh, tell the listeners more about Spotify and how they can follow you or how they can follow anything that Spotify is doing right now or your U S Latin leads, anything that's in that realm. Yeah. Um, well, Spotify, you can find on your phone, if you don't have it, you can download it very easily. Um, and if you do, um, I encourage you to just check out the Latin Hub there um, and really just kind of play around. There's all kinds of lists there, reggaeton, trap, pop, uh, bossa nova, you name it. <laughs> um, everything is there. Um, and then, you know, I'm La Pura Vida on Instagram. Pura Vida is the, uh, it's a Costa Rican phrase. It means pure life, but it also basically means everything you want it to mean, <laughs> like aloha. Um, so you can find me at La Pura Vida on Instagram or Twitter. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. You have enhanced my life as always. Uh, my forever sister, my Aries sister. Yes. Uh, it's going to be our time very soon. So happy early birthday. Yes. Happy early birthday to you too. I know we can't really socialize, but this is probably the best way I'll be able to actually see you and hear from you uh, on this podcast. So I wish you the best yeah. birthday as well. All right. Thank you. Um, and again, our last thoughts, uh, our first thoughts, again, that quotation from Victor Frankl, between stimulus and response, there is a space in that space is our power to choose our response. And our response lies our growth and our freedom. So during this time, folks, let's not freak out. Uh, lots of stuff to keep us occupied. Like Monica said, follow her on Spotify. Um, follow her on Instagram. Lots of music to kind of catch up on. Lots of tunes to catch up on. Uh, so let's use this time wisely. And as always, you can actually find our Be More Today playlist on Spotify as well. Um, and you can always follow us on bemoretoday.com. Look for our book, uh, Be More Today, a 40 guide to a better version of you on bemoretodaybook.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook as well. Uh, last announcement on, on April 1st, we're going to be doing our Be More Today book challenge again. We actually did it January 1st, and we had a lot of people who joined us for that challenge. They read our book, one chapter a day, and every chapter has a workout that's uh, attached to it. So uh, for those of you who are home and looking for a structure, this can kind of be a structure for uh, the next 40 days. Hopefully it won't last 40 days with all of these things happening, but if it does, You'll have something to do. And again, that's our Be More Today book um, that's on Amazon and is on the bemoretodaybook.com site that's starting on April 1st. Until then, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we will see you in two weeks. And as always, have a good day, have a good night, have a great life, and let's be more today together. Peace!
I'm gonna be a better version of me.